This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, you're rolling with Jason John, 92.9 FM, ESPN, zooming through a Tuesday, July 19th. No slowdown for us. You got University of Memphis basketball news. Popped out last night, courtesy of Leon Taylor. We'll get to it. The end of a career at Memphis, reportedly. We'll get into whose career it is and everything else surrounding it. LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook. Do you see this? The timing of this story yesterday came out. They all got on the phone together first week of Summer League to get on the same page. Well, they certainly didn't look like they were on the same page when they were in the same building, John. The timing of this Chris Haynes report from Yahoo after, again, Russell Westbrook fires his agent. His agent says, well, I told him to work it out with the Lakers. Just seems to be, right, the sort of the spin job you'd expect from the parties involved. At least that's the way I'm looking at things. Pac-12, Big Big 12 are done negotiating. John, those are done. And we learned some things about Nick Saban over at SEC Media Days. You said this? What did we see? What did we learn? He pledges the refrigerator. He pledges the refrigerator. You know what that means? No. He uses pledge, right, to clean it. He cleans the refrigerator. He takes out the trash. Was asked some things we don't know about. I mean, what he wanted you to know was that he pledges the refrigerator. John, I ask you, on this day, what's one thing we don't know about you? What is one thing you don't know about me? As um, we know a lot after six years together. Yep. I, uh, I am an avid uh, enjoyer of the game FIFA. I love FIFA. Oh, get out of ding, bro. I think that counts because I don't. I actually don't think. Now, when's the last time you played? Yesterday. Okay. okay. Yeah. I I enjoy playing FIFA. It's like a, I don't know any of the players. Uh-huh. I don't know any. I don't know. Like I mean, I know a few, right? Like Messi, Ronaldo, things like that. I don't think it's revealing as Nick pledging the refrigerator. No, I mean, that's like a very. Uh, that's like a but, very. But it is specific. I, I'll give you credit that I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I mean, I don't and I know. I doubt our listeners did. Yeah, like I don't. I have to like really think about facts because What bear, about you, Jason? I bear my soul. I'm not, I'm not ready to be put on the spot yet. Right. This was all about putting John on the spot. Maybe I'll put you on the spot. I know you like to be prepared, though. Well, did, this is a one, good impromptu because this is so. relevant to just me personally. I thought so too. They put Nick on the spot today at SEC Media Days, and we learned some things. Sure, yes. we've learned something from John. Mm-hmm. You like, I like to walk around with Q-tips. Now, some folks from the Daily Helms would know this. 
because we did this exercise. I'll, after showers, I walk around for about five to ten minutes with Q-tips in my ears. Very unsafe. If oh. I fell or bumped the Q-tip into, yes. but I like to do that to dry out any water, mm-hmm. and it's just become a habit for me. Now that's something a little bit more revealing, I think, it than is. John's. Something well, I, you I've all did not that. know. I've, I've seen you do that. I, I've, I've seen. Stop. Yes, you I have. Said, you didn't yeah. see that in Tulsa. Yes, Stop. I did. No, you didn't. I yes, made sure I did. you didn't. No, you didn't. Yes, John, I did. you stayed in the same room as Jason. That's John, what you're referring John to. John claims he knows this, but what we know is that the public doesn't know it. Well, the, yes, correct. So, so whatever. You got you got one. I didn't know about FIFA. I'll give you that. You knew about mine, but the public <laughs> no, doesn't. Exactly. Real quick, Brad, you got something? When I was a kid, uh, for money, I used to set pins at a bowling alley that had uh, manual lanes. And I, I made $5 a game. And they would give you a soda and a candy bar for every three games you would set pins for at this place. So you were the pin setter instead of a machine. Yeah, they and there are a few of these around the country that have uh, manual pin setting. Okay, okay. This is a two-laner in a small town. You go to Wisconsin, you'll see a few of these. But uh, there's still a few of them out there. Well, uh, it's full exercise. Uh, there's, a, there's a former Tiger who is pursuing a career also in pin setting that we'll get to here in just a little bit. Wow. wow. Uh, we, nice segue. We have a, we wow. have a, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I don't I'm, know about that segue. I'm That's kidding. Man. Is that I what Alex Lomax is fixing I'm to do? Just, Go over season, do a bowling pin I'm just, uh, He just threw a bowling pin through this whole thing. Do you, this that whole pays well. do, you think that, do you think he'll get <laughs> a candy bar and a soda? I think he might get a little bit more than the candy bar in a soda. Why are you doing this, Gary uh, Parrish? Who, who am I doing the show know, with right? today? He's already, I thought you had a little love. He's right, already, know, let's, we see I how do, this I is going to go. Do, Please do, push do, the do, reset button on this. Yes. Uh, look, we're going to be joined by Jessica Benson at 1125. We will talk <laughs> to her about Summer League. She actually, uh, she's, got a, she's got a big uh, big event coming up, as you know. Um, she's getting married here very soon. Yes, Huge. That's right. So we'll talk to her about that, about the Grizzlies and more. 125. Uh, Jeff Calkins is going to be on demand today. Thank you. He is being called to the stage at 125. So uh, we will talk to him about our next topic, uh, among other things. So that is the show today. As always, looking forward to it. Blessed to be here. Grateful to be here. Amen. Um, but yes, news indication. I'm not sure exactly how you want to frame it, right? Because it was a it was a it was a strange sort of. Presentation. You have to admit that it was it was it was not a very uh, straightforward presentation of what we were about to talk about. But it was there was a there was a suggestion slash implication from Leon Taylor that Alo has seen his last days as a Memphis Tiger. Mm -hmm. Um, That was reported last night. Of course, long time uh, Memphis Tiger been here. You know, since was he class 2018, right? Yes, class 2018. So he has been here for uh, yeah. you know he since 1819 was our first year. He was uh, Penny's second year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Penny's second. Had year. Jeremiah and those guys the first year. Yeah, right near in them one. Was he was he Penny's first year? Second year. You sure? 1890. Why am I trying to give Penny 1718? No, that was it. Was he came in? He with was Penny. a freshman with Jeremiah yeah. and those guys. Yeah, he had to have. Okay. Because remember, Penny took the picture with Alo and Tyler. Um, this is because Penny's first year is eighteen nineteen. Yeah, that's so four. he came He's in going into Penny. his fifth year. Yeah, excuse he, us, the pandemic no, yeah, throws I mean, us off a little I, bit. I think Guys everybody got extra years. Yeah. Where, that's where we're at. Yeah, so, it feels like Alo's been here forever. It does, and he has been. He has been here with Penny since day one. Yeah, and you know, that's right. The picture, everything was right. all part of hiring. Him. Right, right, right. And um, he, he graduated. Right, he graduated. He had a senior day, mm-hmm. and so it has been. You know, it has been hang- a question hanging over the program. I-, I mean, I'm asked about it every other week. What's Alo doing? What's Alo doing? What's Alo doing? And you know, we've talked about it here on the show. You know, it's 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 really 
kind of up to him in a way, right, what he wants to do. And, um, and I know you had heard this as well. We had not talked about it, but you had heard this as well. And then I think Leon Taylor pointed out that he is going to pursue a career, a professional basketball career mm-hmm. elsewhere, you know, overseas. overseas. Um, and so, you know, look, th- this makes complete sense for, you know, for, for Alex Lomax. Um, you know, the, I, think, I think there was something underneath the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yes, at, at least for, for, for Alo. Um, the kid of Davis is coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he is going to soak up all of those minutes. And so, are you really trying to come back? And then I also think about what his dad told Mark Giannato in the middle of the season, right? About the toll emotionally that it was taking on him yeah. uh, under the under well, the microscope, and sort there. of what he wanted for Alo at the time. Now things did change, though, didn't they, John? In terms of settling down, Alo's place with the team, this team, in terms of shortening up the rotation, his spot. So, but but at that time, yes, Alo's father had expressed a "I'm ready for it to be over" sentiment. Right, his father had right. wasn't saying that Alo felt that way. Just want to make sure we got yeah. our, got our ducks in the line. Yes, yes. Um, and so now it it certainly looks like um, he has played his last you know minute for the University of Memphis, and it, it is you know it, as it sometimes can like even Joe Joe Jackson had an objectively really really good career at Memphis. I mean, he was top ten in like every category, and yet even when he left, it was still kind of like, it was, you, you, you know, the, the, the legacy was a little conflicted, right? Because on the one hand, he was top 10 in all those categories. On the other hand, like there were the threats of, and the flirting of transferring. There was the lack of tournament success. It's, it's interesting to me you bring up Joe. I mean, I think the parallels are there. Uh, because what I was going to say about the two of them was you'd have to put them up there with the most scrutinized ever in terms of Tigers, where we are, how much that program's covered, the expectations yep. for their time with the program. Obviously, Alo, let's be real, Alo was a city hero before he was even a Tiger, right? Winning Mr. Basketballs, leading East to state titles, yep. right? I mean, he had been crowned beforehand. And so this goes back to really his time before his Tiger days, but he was sort of, in many ways, not, not king of Memphis as Joe had declared with the tattoos and everything else, and as, as Memphis had crowned Joe. But but in a different way, still a, a city's favorite son that was, hey, remember, at one point headed to Wichita State. Penny gets the job. You get uh, the release from Greg Marshall. You got a hero is going to play for the hometown team. So he already had that story. But I'd put you, because of that, John, because that he already had that story, more scrutinized, as scrutinized as anybody there. Maybe you'd put Joe Jackson above because the expectations were so high for him for sure. as a five-star yep. point guard, right? As a top 15, top 20 yep. prospect. But in the same way, everybody hoping that Alex Lomax could finally be the point guard that could finally answer all the questions, right, for Penny Hardaway, yep. right, that finally could, could not just be a distributor but also have that offensive game, right, that's enough of a threat yep. to make everything easier for everybody else, sort of waiting for that point. He got scrutinized game to game. Yeah, he did. We're, we're, in some cases, torn apart yep. by, by media, everything else. I'll tell you what. I'll say this before we get back to the sort of parallels. Thick skin. Oh, yeah. Thick skin because he kept coming back to it. He did. Right? And, I, you know, don't ask. We could ask the question, well, where else was he going to go? But at one point, you're talking about a player that did have options that was considered, uh, again, what I have to tell you, Greg Marshall wanted him. And so, again, it's uh, – Leon Taylor said it right in the story. The, the ups and downs, right, of Alex's Lomax career, we could go – there have been so many of them, too many, too many to go through. But in the end, he's going to end up, what, top 10 or right around there, ninth, 10th in assists career all time. 
You know, he came at a time where this program was clearly down. He was part of, maybe it's not a resurgence to the level we've all hoped it would get to, because there's still questions, right? Penny Hardaway's still trying to get to, to that spot. But let's be real, where Memphis was yep. right after Tubby and the time that Alex comes in with Tyler and you're in the transition year for Penny, that was a point where this program was trying to get up off the mat. Yep. <clears throat> to the degree that it played Gonzaga, leading at the half, you know, you're in the NCAA tournament, he was part of the program getting up off the mat. Uh, okay? Undeniable. And certainly part of us, us, remember the notion that Memphis guys didn't want to play for Memphis anymore? Tommy yep. Smith had put that out there. Yep. Alex Lomax, the Tyler Harris's were all part of putting that, that stupid myth to bed. Yeah, look, it's, it's, um, it's a scrutinized position historically. Always. At the University position. of Memphis, right? What are I mean, we talking about? You go here? back to, you know, Andre Turner, Andre. right? How yeah. much he had to sort of endure, some, how much he had to. And he, and he ended up obviously overcoming it, growing, and. and they called him Andre Turnover. He, he went from Andre Turnover to the little general by the end of it, right? Like he saw that full he transformation. Cor- yeah. yeah, I mean, absolutely. he became that guy. You and know, he could make shots. You know, you won go, games by you, it. Andre Turner, you know, Penny Hardaway, um, you know, D Rose. Uh, you know, I guess Jeremiah Martin, if you want to throw him in there, although the expectations were so low for him coming in, correct? It, it was just such. It was a very different. It's what made his story so much different than anybody else. Jeremiah's story. career was found money. Oh my, remember what we talked about? What he did his freshman year? How he barely played? Yes. He was like less than two points exactly. a game. Less than one assist. He wasn't yeah. playing. Jeremiah's career was just a pleasant surprise, right? Like there was never any kind of like, oh, he's got to come in and he's got to do X, Y, and Z, or else he's you know failing the city. Like it was never like no. that at all. And, you know, it was Joe was a five-star prospect. Joe was a McDonald's All-American. Joe was coming in to, at, at a time, too, when it was really sensitive because Cal had left. And it was basically like, you got to come in and you got to put this, the, the city on your shoulders and you got to get us back to prominence. And it's on you. You know, he was the headliner of that class. I know they had Will Barton and Jalon Kendrick and all that, but he was the man, mm-hmm. right? He Him was part the man. of that class, that local class, yes. that had Tark and Chris Crawford in it, too. He was the headliner. Yeah, because he I mean, with Will. You've been hearing about Joe Jackson for years. Yes. I mean, he's one of the all time leading scorers in Shelby County Metro history. Exactly. I mean, that's part of the job, right? It comes with the job description. And then with Alo, it's interesting because Alo didn't come in with those, you know, he didn't come in with those decorations. He wasn't a five star kid. That That's the difference, but but in my. my like I laid out for you, he did have a he. Let's be real, he had a reputation around the city. He's a Mister Basketball. He had that reputation as the prototypical right. point guard. You're now, right. You and I were watching him in Peach Jams and everything else, all yep. the, while he's playing up and everything else. And the story was always the same. Alo can be a great distributor, makes great decisions. He's just got to get that jumper, right. and then he'll be elite level. He's not elite level because he doesn't have that offensive game. But back to back to the point you're making, John. He he had that. When he picked Memphis, it was, man, they got a Mr. Basketball that's played for Penny, makes great decisions, and yes, it's different from Joe in terms of, no, he's not a five-star, but but in terms of what you thought you got, you thought you had a guy that was going to answer the question for, for three to four years. Let's be real about that. No, that's, it, it wasn't Jeremiah Martin, bro. No, you're right. He was a Mr. Basketball that's, with and, one and state that, title. That's true. Uh, and, and, you know, unfortunately what never happened is the development of his offensive game, right? He, and he, you just you saw him press, and yeah. pull off. Yep. And it was that constant tug of war. And, and I do think like that is a situation where, you know, being from Memphis probably was detrimental to Alex Lomax's career at the University of Memphis. I think that's a like if if he didn't maybe so you you wonder what what happens if again Greg Marshall's circumstances all yeah change, I mean but, you can but like what happens if he goes right. to Wichita State you, you, know, you can make mistakes the in the shadows yeah. you know you don't have to you don't you're yeah. not getting those texts and those calls oh. and those. You know, after every game, every game in Memphis, when you're from Memphis, it's just a fact of life is a referendum 
on you. But you had, in the four years I'm looking at right now, you have never averaged less than 20 minutes per game. If you go somewhere else and struggle, yeah, you're not there, getting. There's an opportunity. There's a possibility you're not getting 20 yeah, minutes. No, I mean, he, and so that's my that's my whole. You, you got to be you got to be fair here. No, there's two he, parts. The to opportunity it. was there. Yeah. every he, he was given that opportunity every year, and so that that the, you know making that assumption yeah. that oh he's going to go off somewhere else and maybe do better, dude. He got a ton of opportunity here. There's not there's no promise you go somewhere else and you get those minutes when you're sure. the out of town kid. But there's no doubt that he was feeling a pressure here that oh, he would oh, not have felt somewhere don't else. Give it, bro, I watched it. Yeah. I watched it eat Joe up for a while. Absolutely. And I'm gonna tell you when when he got Dam- Damon Stoudemire, Joe kind of was able to filter yep. some of it. I, that I just remember Damon really helped Joe, and yep. that third year was his best year. Well, and, and, and again, it, 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 it coincided with Damon's presence. I, I don't know how I, I don't know how, like if you just injected Alex Lomax with true him. I don't know what he would say about his time at Memphis. I do know this: like he was he was built for it. Like he 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 was tough enough to handle that, it. That man still loves the fans. Yeah, the fans who. The fans, you know, set the media to the side. He still loved the fans who were just tearing him up just as much and criticizing him just as much as the media was. Yep. And he still, I, I, I bet you, publicly he would tell you, no, man, I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, because because it seemed like all the way through to the end, I, I just picture Alex Lomax popping that Memphis after, you know, you, you beat Tennessee up there yep. and how much it meant to him to play for Memphis, even through the ups and downs and the criticism that comes with it. It's, dude, when you feel like you're giving it all, right, and, and sure you're coming up short in some expectations, some areas your offense get, but you're out there, blood, sweat, and tears, everything else. You're pouring it in. You're doing you know, you're doing everything you can, yep. and then you have a fan base that you're playing for. Yep. Critic- that that's got to hurt you. Yep. But to be able to come through that and not hold that against them, you know what I'm saying? To for still sure. forget holding them against them, to still love them, right? To still, I feel like Alex Lomax loved his time as a Tiger, even as up and down as it was. Yep. Says a lot about the man. I, it, it says does. a lot no, about I, the player. Like he, he is a, and his story obviously is is uh, he, he, it was not easy for him growing up. I mean, we know sort of the relationship between him and Penny, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I do, I, I give him immense credit for the way that he stuck it out here and really tried to make it work. Uh, all Alo did at Memphis was be himself. Like that's who he was. He was an undersized point guard that can't really shoot from outside. You know, like that's who he was in high school, and that's who he was well, here. Who at times could let, let's be could change games defensively. It, uh, no question. Yeah. Yes, could like, be the leader. Could be the some, head of the snake. There defensively. were some great moments. He turned some right? games around defensively. Um, but but everything in life, whether it's uh, you know scrapper man, that's what he is. It's, it's just a Memphis scrapper. You know, one of those dogs that. Yep. No, it didn't didn't live up to your offensive expectations of what you hope, but it you know checked a lot of, of the other boxes well, and, and of I, what I, you'd want. I just think this is a case of like any great partnership, right? And I think of a partnership, Alo and Penny. I mean, they're they, they're they're sort of they're they're road dogs, right? They've been down for, with each other since middle school, since Alo was in middle school. Every great partnership eventually does run its course, whether it's Desus and Miro, whether it's Mike oh, and Mike, don't say that, whether brother. it's us. At, at some point, every partnership well, must end. Like that. And and you know, look, I I I look back at the ALO tenure, up down for sure. Did it did it ultimately wind up being what people hoped it would be? Probably not. I guess that's the answer. Probably but, not. But it was punctuated by a, a, a tournament appearance. Again, you could write the story that it, it, he was part of the program getting up off the mat. You yeah. know, because it was in much worse shape. <laughs> right when ALO Memphis kids were headed out of here to play for Wichita State. Right. Right. That, this, this program couldn't have that. Yep. You know, and, and again, I'm, we're using ALO as an example, but Memphis kids who were Mr. Basketball at that time, not even thinking about it, right? Tubby had to figure it out late. I better get one of these guys, yep. okay? 
And so that that was the, that's where you were at that point after a couple of years with Tubby. Yep. And so, yes, it, it might not have reached your sweet 16s. And, look, at one time Penny saw a national championship in terms of the talent. We all did. We all were dreaming big. Didn't didn't reach that. But it was absolutely a part of, you know, the, again, I like to use the phrase, the getting back up off the mat because you're not there yet. Right. You haven't won the fight. You haven't turned this thing around to the degree I think we all, and certainly Penny more right. importantly, expects to. Yeah, look, I, I if Alo indeed has played his last uh, minute for Memphis basketball, uh, I don't look at his tenure as a failure at all. I look at it as, uh, uh, you know, a, a mild success. Not what, again, he he was supposed like people thought he was going to come in here and just sort of be this conductor to, you know, he, that he was going to stabilize the position. That did not happen. I mean, it, that that just did not happen. That, I mean, that's why Kendrick Davis is here, bro. Exactly. I mean, that it, now it probably has finally happened, which is why you know he is pursuing other other interests. Uh, but he came here. He was a Memphis kid who stayed ten toes down, got his degree, helped the Tigers get back to their first NCAA tournament since 2013-14. You know, I, I I do think it is a it is a fairly good ending. You know, at least from my perspective, I don't know how the people involved, you know, would feel. You know, I mean that 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 would be interesting. But I, from where I sit, could it, was it as good as it could have been? No. Did it still turn out fine for everybody? I think so. I, I think you framed it the right way. And maybe something we talk about after we get to, to Jessica Benson is, in terms of going forward, did did that relationship with Penny change him at all? Right. Does, does, because that's what's going to be more important to the program now. Right. Did that relationship, right, coaching Alice Lomax, the up and down, has it changed Penny in a way that's going to have some impact on the program going forward? You know, maybe we've already answered the question in terms of well, you going and out look, and acquiring I mean, the, Kendra Davis. The, but the truth is, that's like, something we should get into. the upshot for Memphis on the Memphis side, because we haven't spent a lot of time on that, it's pretty obvious. I mean, they have Kendrick Davis, but... I think it, it can only be a good thing for Penny as he is sort of freed from his perceived obligations, you know, whether that's Alo, whether that's whoever, that he can now sort of really be, you know, be his conscience is clear, you know, in terms of who am I playing, how much am I playing them. I I owe what, nobody what do anything. I need at the position. Right. Yes, you know, it's changed every. I'm sure it's it's certainly adjusted the way he looks at things now in terms of what he wants at that position, you know, that that time with Alex Lomax. Well, that could all be a part a very important part of the process of Penny Hardaway growing as a coach. And we've seen the growth, ladies and gentlemen. Don't don't, you know, again, we can say hadn't gotten to the point you thought it'd be, but we've seen the growth in Penny Hardaway. Maybe he grows from this, from this relationship in a way that again, I think that impacts the program in a positive way. That that'll be the most important thing for Memphis going forward. Uh, I think you framed Alex's time at Memphis. You know the right way, but I, we both have. I salute him. I wish him well. Absolutely, do. I hope. I, I, hope I, I hear that right now he's not fully healthy. That's why he's not in the pro am. So I hope he can get healthy. Gotcha. I don't know to what degree he's injured. I said he doesn't have a boot on. He's walking around fine. But I think for for the tryouts and the overseas and all that, he's got to get healed up, and hopefully that happens soon as well. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Absolutely. Jessica Benson, the host of Rise and Grind on Grind City Media. For us, she's on the broadcast for the Grizz Radio Network during the season. She joins us every Tuesday. She's here now. Hello, Jessica. How the hell are you? What's up? Welcome back, guys. Yes. Thank you. Oh, yes, you. yes, yes. We wanted to, you know, send you off. You know, that was very oh. important to us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Your last, uh, your, your last, uh, your second to last appearance as a bachelorette i suppose is that are you still technically a bachelorette I don't know if you can call her that i don't yeah i don't that's a good question because you call it a bachelorette party so right technically you are yeah. a bachelorette until you get married but i guess last appearance as a as a fiance i've been one for like yes. three years that's so right I'm real it's, comfortable in is it role. common law yet i mean are you yes. are you inching <laughs> are you inching in on that I do think that we achieved common law marriage uh, by the status that Tennessee gives it, but we've been uh, we've been kind of together for ten years, really together yeah. for nine years. So it's an exciting uh, milestone coming up. We've been planning this wedding for three years uh, because we got engaged in 2019, and then the pandemic hit right as we started wedding planning in 2020, and so we just kind of had the foresight to be like, let's just push it to 2022. Everything will be for sure done by then, right? Yep. And obviously it's it's not, but we're crossing our fingers and toes that we all make it there in uh, 10 days now. Hey, are you going to, as, as, as a woman in media, are you going to change your last name? <laughs> wow, that's a question. That's... Chris, Chris is actually working from home today, and he, he said, I want to hear what you guys talk about because you're probably going to talk about the last name thing again. So good job. Uh, no, I'm not changing my last name. Definitely not for work. And then it's a work in progress when it comes to, uh, legally changing. I have not filed paperwork. I have kind of said that once we have kids, I will change my last name so that we can all have the, you know, the same family last name makes it easier in that sense. But until then I'm, I'm a rebel 
and just it, it is a wow. I, you know I remember going through this with Samantha and it is wow. a Did you? yeah well yeah she she at first um, she wanted to do the hyphen thing right my wife same okay. and because uh, she said it how how much of a pain in the ass it was right to go through it and to change your name and all your documents and everything like that so I really did not have a strong opinion on it one way or the other like I wasn't gonna like put my foot down and say damn it woman you're gonna change your last name you know <laughs> we're we like to fancy ourselves as a progressive household um, yes chris chris is very progressive until it comes to the last name ordeal with fight, everything chris. i think it's i think it's chris like should a take your last thing. name he should be chris That's, benson listen i posed i posed that my mom has a hyphenated last name and even though my parents were together for 25 years before they got divorced and then my mom just kept her hyphenated last name post-divorce but it's been a pain for her to even yep. have a hyphenated name so that didn't feel like the right answer necessarily uh i've seen some people like just take completely different new last names but alas for now it's jessica benson professionally and then someday legally it'll be jessica luther but there's already a jessica luther sports reporter so i like realistically mm, wow. could not infringe on her territory that wouldn't feel like women supporting women but you're better than her right i mean you, she has to get no, it she has like, to understand legit. She's very, very accomplished. She wrote a book. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. You got her. You got her. You fuck. Oh. You're, you're, you're straight there. You're, you're, okay. I, 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 I don't see, know. I, yeah. just, I want her to be able to live her best Jessica Luther life, and I'll just hold it down as Jessica Benson. All right. Uh, Nick Saban, uh, he pledges his refrigerator. What's one fact about Jessica Benson, Jessica Luther, whatever you're going to go <laughs> by, that we don't know about you? Wait. He pledges his refrigerator? He, yeah. He runs the sweeper. He pledges the refrigerator, which we're assuming is you turning pledge into a verb, right, to wipe down the stainless oh. steel refrigerator. He pledges So, it. like, yes. like wind, I windex exactly. my windows, essentially. Yes. Okay, yes. interesting. So what's something that no, one know, that no one knows about me or few people know about me? Sure, we'll go with few. I mean, a few is a, is a relatively small number. It's all relative. Um. Well, a lot of people in my adult life don't know. I used to be a like a child performer, and I'd perform in Disneyland every summer. Wow! What? And I would like sing and dance with this group that went to Disneyland every summer. Did and it not like know a this. Part of my history. <laughs> Can you give us a little? You know, give us Do a you little. Remember the no. song? Well, you I don't, si- I don't Jessica, were you singing like it's a small world <laughs> after all, or something like that? Brad, very oh, curious. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's. It's a world of laughter. It's behind it's you. It's behind oh, you. Now. Okay. Well, the only thing yeah. the only thing that's gone on longer than you planning this wedding is Alex Lomax's career at Memphis. It is reportedly it's Dang. it's reportedly coming to an end. Right, Leon Taylor reported that last night. If you were to frame Alex's Alex Lomax's career at Memphis, how would you do it? All right, I got I have a super biased framing of Alex Lomax at Memphis because I just have been rooting for him for so long. I'll never forget my first like high school basketball assignment that I got when I moved here was to go to East High School and I saw Alex Lomax play and coming from Tri-Cities, Washington, where there was a lot of great talent, but it just wasn't, it wasn't the same as it was with Memphis High School basketball. And I called my mom on the way out of that gym and I said, I can't wait to watch Alex Lomax play college basketball. And the fact that he ends up at Memphis and the connection with Penny and their relationship, it should have been such a, a sweet story all the way through. It's had its ups, it's had its downs. I think I will always remember it encapsulated by his performance in the NCAA tournament, 
getting injured, coming back, showing the fight that that is really a core of who he is. And so I hope that people look back on the the ALO years with some blue tinted glasses and just positive memories from the, the many years it was. Um, about, you know that that position is one historically. You know that we were talking about earlier. It, it, there's just such a scrutiny with it. You know, I don't know if it's the same yeah. thing as being the quarterback at Alabama. It's probably not quite on that level, but. Certainly within these confines, when you're playing that position, you are under a microscope. Um, why, why, do you, why do you think that is? Like more so than any other position, right? Is it just because you're the main, your primary ball handler? And it also feels like there just is, and this is probably natural, but when you're the point guard from Memphis and you are from Memphis, um, there's an extra layer completely. Um, if you were a Memphis kid, would that like thwart you from wanting to do it because you've seen – Man, I've seen how hard it is for Alo. I've seen how taxing it is on Alo. Like, how would you sort of look at that if you were like perhaps the you know Jay Nash, the next you know point guard from Memphis? I think it would inspire you that it does matter to the degree that it does. Uh, not every college basketball career is all sunshine and roses the whole way through, and I think it's just it's an honor to come play and, and be point guard. And I think just the attentions on it. You are the floor general. You are the the person running that offense and that's a lot of responsibility in your hands and with a lot of responsibility can come a whole heaping amount of criticism as Alex Lomax uh, encountered during his tenure there but if I'm a young player like I want to be the next one I want to be the next great Memphis point guard I think that can still ring true as well in terms of things we learned about the Grizzlies and summer league Jessica what would be number one for you on that list Kenneth Lofton Jr. is the truth. I, know. <laughs> I mean, Junior. truly. You know, when you're just looking for some joy to be brought watching summer league basketball, with face it, wins, losses, it doesn't matter. I know they handed out rings this year. Congratulations to the Portland Trailblazers for all you accomplished this summer. That's Trenton Watford, come- Memphis Hoop City Club basketball club product there. Oh, all right? MVP. So it's not yeah. all bad. We should have got you're rings, right. though. You're right. We should have got rings. But I just think in terms of watching someone who who brought a lot of joy, had a lot of fun, uh, junior to have the story of going undrafted to signing his two-way deal with the Grizzlies and then just exploding as this cult favorite from Salt Lake City where he's posting up on Jet Holmgren in that second game to everything that he did in Las Vegas as well, his usage of his size and big body and guys down low, and then he'll hit – a couple of those threes where you're just like, okay, this is too much fun to watch. I'm really hopeful uh, that he can continue to develop his game. I think he is now given South Haven and the Memphis Hustle a must-watch player, and it'll be really fun to see him continue to develop. And eventually we'll see if he can carve out a role in in the big NBA. But for now, we always have the summer of Kenny. We've we've already talked. You were talking to Jessica Benson here on the show, Catch on Rise and Grind, which you should be watching every morning, Grizz Radio Network here during the season. Um, we've already talked to you about you know your your pure jubilation of joining the Big Ten, right? You can get to these games, you know, a little easier now. Um, but 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 how do you reconcile being a USC alum and all the excitement that's coming with that, while being a resident of Memphis, knowing that they are in 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 the ICU right now? in terms of their athletic department and their future. How do you reconcile those two things? Because they're very different. The the feelings are very different. Yeah, critical condition. You know, I I have the feelings. We were actually talking about the Sunrise and Grind this morning because there is like a sense of relief that USC has been able to join one of the big bad powers that is set in stone and is going to establish like the new frontier of college football. But I even get 
weirdly emotional thinking about Washington State and Oregon State and Cal and Stanford and all of these experiences that I have in like USC memories and also just being a, a West Coast person and being supportive of all those various programs. And those are schools that were in the, you know, I, I, I hate the term bottom feeder because it sounds so low level, but the, the add-ons of a Power 5 conference, then to have a school like Memphis, who no matter how much the Power 6 tried to be a thing, the Power 6 was never a thing. And it just stinks for the Memphises of the world right now because I know it's not like they're going to go away, but you just want to stay relevant. You want to be the reason that people are turning on their TVs on Saturday and sitting and watching a full day of college football. And the way that things are going, I'm just not sure that there is space for the schools like Memphis, for the schools that are going to get left out along the way from the Power Five as well. And that's just it's a bummer. Like, I, I, don't, I don't go as far as saying college football is on its way to being ruined, but it definitely takes a chunk out of some of the fun that I have in enjoying the sport. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, <clears throat> does it, like, how does it fundamentally change the, the, the viewing experience? Like, is there, like, a, do you feel, you know, do you feel like you need a shower after you watch college sports, you know, in, in starting in 2025? Like, I do think as sports fans, we are very, very good at sort of, you know, that, that disassociation, you know, from, like, we can just yeah. ignore the reality and just watch the, watch the event on the field. Do you think that gets harder you know, given how much blood there's going to be in the streets. Yeah, if you're one of the top 40, one of the top 50, you're fine. That's a lot of schools that are being left outside in the cold. I think as sports fans, we're so adaptive where if we're entertained, we can have a really short memory and forget about the way things were and buy in quickly to a new product as long as it's high entertainment value and giving us something to watch. But for me, it's really weird, too, because I just have a lot of just childhood core memories associated with conference realignment. I mean, going back to when my dad was commissioner of the WAC and tried to go with, like, the first big, bad 16-team league, and it failed miserably and ultimately resulted in the Mountain West splintering off and constantly thinking, I mean, the day I moved into USC was the day that Fresno State announced they were leaving the WAC to go to the Mountain West in Nevada, and I know that's like minutiae, and those schools are all about to get left behind yet again, but there's so many lives that are affected when conference realignment happens outside of just looking at the product on the football field that it is hard for me to just say, oh, whatever, USC, Ohio State, that's going to be epic for years to come. There's, there's a lot of undercurrents of emotions there too, but you know what? I will be sitting on my couch watching all those games in How 2025. I don't How doubt that either. <laughs> I wanted to go back to NBA real quick. In, in terms of Lakers and, and Nets and, and chances, you think, Jessica, that in the end when the smoke all clears, that you're basically running it back the same thing, that Westbrook and, and obviously LeBron and AD are all back together, and Katie and Kyrie are there with the Nets, and, and based on you know how tough it looks like it's going to be to trade KD, what do you think the chances are those are the way those teams look when we start the year? I'm beginning to feel like that is precisely what we are going to see. And even that story, I don't know if you guys talked about it, but the, the story about the phone call yep. from Chris Haynes that came out yesterday about the, the big three, and I think we're using big three rather loosely when it comes to the three of them, but it feels so perfunctory because it's like, Okay, great. They had a phone call. The only reason I think that that story and me just completely hypothesizing is in the case that they are all about to have to play another season and they're going to try and convince us that this iteration can somehow some way be different than the last way, even though Russell Westbrook hasn't exactly shown an inclination to change his game or, or 
be comfortable in this next style of his career where he's not the star. He's more of a role player. I don't know. I still don't think that's going to work. I put way more credit in if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving can be buds again, can actually team up. Do you get a healthy Ben Simmons? Mm-hmm. That could be an exciting situation in Brooklyn. In Los Angeles, it just feels like a mess no matter how it plays out. Agree totally. Perfunctory. That's that. You're, yeah. you're trying to flex the, the Big Ten education. Throwing my SAT, USC education out there. Yeah, Got to bring it to the Big Ten. It's weird. Like, does your your degree doesn't say Pac-12, does it? No, my degree does not say Pac-12. <laughs> Although I feel like I graduated with a degree in the Pac-12. Were you Pac-10? Was it Pac-10 back then? My well, my parents are both from Washington State, so there's a lot of ties there. So I grew up like a fan of the. Pac-10 as well, but look how quickly we jumped on that. Pac-12 feels like it's all that we've ever known. That's right. For, for me, though, I graduated from Memphis AAC. Still there, baby. Still the AAC. <laughs> thriving like never before, man. Hold on, hold on tight. That's See a, how long you can hold on. That's all. We, 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 got, we got one finger now. Uh, Jessica, thanks so thanks much so for the much, time, JB. as always. Thanks, you guys. Talk to you next week. Yep. Bye. She is Jessica Benson. Joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. You are CUSA, right, Big Dog? Uh, yeah. C-U-S-A, holding it down. Uh, we got weak. But you were in the C-U-S-A, though, when it was actually good. Oh, two. Oh, yeah. You had, like, Louisville and Marquette and South Florida, and I feel like I'm missing another one that's pretty decent. I mean, the, all those teams. Well, you, I mean, obviously you're leaving out Cincy and those teams. Cincy, yeah. But I feel like you are leaving out another big one. Yeah, like Conference USA back then was like uh, – But was, we've gotten so weak. That's what I'm saying. Now, yeah, Conference USA, <laughs> Conference USA is whack. Yeah. You got a little more strength with AAC on your degree. Oh, uh, TCU, right? Was TCU in CUSA? Yeah, they were at least in football. At least in, in 02, I'm, I got them pulled up. So, I mean, yeah, man, that was actually pretty good. Pretty good back then compared to now. Some slop. Nasty. <laughs> that man got that AAC degree. Yeah, I got the AAC degree. like a step up. But no, it, it, it and was, everybody leaving all fairness, around you. It was AAC in 2013. It now. is, it is. Just like mine was a stronger CUSA at the yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. We both graduated like the last possible good times for those leagues. My CUSA degree at its height was better than yours at its height. We had Louisville for one year. Rutgers? We had Louisville for extended time. Um. I mean, it's they're, I said they're Rutgers pre- for pre- that one year. Oh, trash Rutgers program. You're going to throw that in there for that UConn, one year. UConn. We had UConn. Uh, UConn national champion yeah. basketball multiple times. I think that might give the AAC the edge, bro. I don't know. You just you just laid it out. Like, back in the day-day. In football, there's no question. In football, there's not even a doubt. Because AAC produced Cincinnati, which, you know, went to the yeah, playoff. Yeah, you broke through. So that does help you. Yeah. And I know it's all about football with expansion, so maybe, yeah, right. Maybe you get that Trump this is card a football there. School, maybe, man. maybe that's your Trump card. Yeah. Anyway, thanks to uh, Jessica Benson for joining us on the show. Jeff Cog is going to join us at one. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. So now that it appears as though Alo has played his last uh, game for the University of Memphis basketball program, we've been talking about that today. I'm um, going to pursue a career um, professionally. Look, I, I also wouldn't be shocked if like that does not work out. Like Penny would like just take him back too. You know, I mean, I don't think anything is ever final. <laughs> I wouldn't dare say well, in in whatever role it is. Sure, I think whether it's a obviously a very limited role as a player. Yep. Right with with Kendra Davis now in the fold, or do you put him? You know, like you brought Willie Kemp back. Uh-huh. Do, do you start him as a graduate assistant, put him in that role? Because again, John, I'd tell you, and I know you want to get to something else, but I'd tell you that a guy like Alex Lomax in your program that we just talked about, who loved playing for Memphis, who had mattered so much playing for Memphis for that's the kind of guy you want around your student athletes, yep. right? So that would make a lot of sense as well. But again, Alex Lomax feels like he's got some some shots left in the. In the arsenal, you know what I'm saying? So, so again, uh, uh, salute, tip of the cap to one to pursue the overseas route. Yeah, so I guess Hopefully when it's it, fruitful, when it comes to the, the 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 story of Alex Lomax and you know what why it might not have been the success overwhelmingly uh, that that you know people hoped it would be, where does that fall? Does it fall on Alo? Does it fall on Penny? Is it a combination of both? Um, Where do you sort of come down on that? I think if you start with the baseline of he averaged 23 minutes for his career, even his freshman year, 20 minutes per game was never under that 20-minute mark, you would start the conversation where you'd put it on Alex, and you would say it with uh, he had the opportunity. He had every opportunity to sort of be that guy to, to turn the corner like we just talked about that Andre Turner did. Right, start Andre turnover. By the end, you're the little general. Yep. Nobody's questioning you. By the end, by the end, you're winning games. Well, Alex Lomax was questioned the whole way through, so there wasn't that sort of final turning of the corner that there, we've seen for some of uh, the point guards at Memphis. And so, from that standpoint, I think you probably start John with. I, I think the most observers will say, "Well, this was mostly on Alex, who again got the opportunity." You disagree? No, I don't actually, and I think it's because. What you mentioned, the minutes, right? <clears throat> you know, we were talking about this over, you know, in the break, and and I think many years ago we were having this conversation about uh, Shaq Goodwin and Josh Pastor, um, because you look at Shaq and you're always like, man, why are you He's not a McDonald's All American? Right? Why are you? You have the size, you have the athleticism, like you lost the weight. You know, why are you not dominating the American? Was that him or was it Josh and the yeah. whole? Does he develop players? And I, rem- I remember, I remember having a conversation with Shaq once upon a time in a summer where he was like, he would, he told me openly on the record that like he would watch the clock in practice to make sure that it didn't go over two hours, right? Like he was like watching that clock because 
You know, you didn't want to be, you know, not, not that you want to be there, but like. But that goes to the motivation, how right. motivated you are. So if you're talking coach and player, and right. you have a, a player who's not motivated, the literally same way watch the clock. Are, right. Can't yeah. wait to get out of there. You probably lean that that's on the player. And look, not everybody not like to motivate him. You know, we we sort of are programmed to say and think that every person that plays basketball has to absolutely love it more than anything else in the world, and that's just not always true. You know, even at that, even at the Division One level, right? A lot of guys do love it. And a lot of guys want to be professionals at it, but it's not the end all be all for everybody. It wasn't the end all be all for Shaq. It wasn't the end all be all for Austin Nichols, right? I mean, it's not. It's just it's we we want it to be. Because I feel like, oh, you know, we, we come from that school of Jordan, right, where it's like y- if you don't have basketball, there's no point in living. Kind of like, you know, that's kind of what we come from, right? But it's not always like that. Um, I, I, I don't know Elo well enough to, to know, but I, I never got the sense that he was anything other than a hard worker, you know, who wanted to be good at it. I just think he was coming into this thing like he was just limited. He just didn't, like he was never going to become a three-point shooter. He was never going to become a lethal scorer. Like, that just wasn't in his DNA as a basketball player, and that's fine, you know? I don't think I don't think p- both parties are parting here feeling like, man, we just didn't get the most out of him. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 